This is the bullpen on 1027 ESPN with Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. Opinions are welcome at 512-834-1027. Well, what do you know? Ah, is it Monday? It is. Is it still raining? I don't know. I, I haven't uh, been in a room with a window in a few hours, so yeah. I would assume I'm so. pretty sure it's still raining. I would think so. Welcome in. It is the bullpen. I hope so. We need it. Patrick Osborne still one more day on vacation. I think this is his travel day today. I don't have a feeling maybe <laughs> I got stuck in weather. Uh-oh. It's all right. Needs me, I'll be back. Is I'm this, Johnny Rude. Is Rood. this a moving weather or a moving story? No. With the weather included? I do have a moving story. All right. That's Brandon Elkins over there. Hi. How are you? Okay, so, and we'll talk a lot of things today. Of course, we've got UT to talk about. We've got to say congratulations to the Houston Astros. We'll hear from all these teams. Yeah. But I guess start with a story. I was a little, I was a little nervous as I was kind of getting rushed to come in and get ready for the show. So not to go back and labor everything, but are we going to Tarantino moving. this story? We'll Tarantino the start story. from the beginning. No, we're not. <laughs> so last week was a big long moving night where for me, and since I've had to move these boxes, move different things, kind of had a Houdini over some some, sure. some furniture. You mountain climb. I've had your, this your... like cramp in my leg, in the back of my leg. This considerably gotten worse every day. Uh-oh. And it hurts when you just sit or when you're moving or you try to sit down. And I'm like, you know what? Before I go into the studio and do the show for an hour, I want to go in and I'm going to take some ibuprofen. So I go into our handy-dandy little cabinet back in the yeah. back that Waterloo has so nicely provided us. Absolutely. Full of meds. It is always full. And I'm going to grab some ibuprofen. But right next to that, I see <laughs> cramp relief. And I think, well... <laughs> Actually, it might be better than ibuprofen because it says cramp relief. Uh, so I pop two of those pink pills in my mouth. Oh no! Swallow some water. Start reading the. Uh, yep. What is that? What, I think I took the wrong medicine. I think you took the wrong kind of cramp medicine. However, I'm no longer bloating. <laughs> I still do have some pain in my leg, but hopefully that will go away. But yeah, that's a very true story. Very by the important. Way. Very important for you I mean, to at I'm least like, get the bloating down because that yeah, is, you know. I mean, Enemy number one. I'm a for beer most drinker. Of us. That's a big thing. So yeah, I, I, I thought, hey, if it feels like a cramp, that sounds better than ibuprofen. So sure, I, I, I'd, I'd say maybe at first break, maybe you want to run over and get some ibuprofen. But I don't know. Are those two? I don't want to mix medicines now. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm saying, are we gonna? Are you gonna pass out on know. the board with that? I mean, I'm not gonna notice. I'm not gonna call them poison control. I think I'm above that, but I'm a little bit nervous. You call poison control if you're bit by a Although spider. I shouldn't be moody this hour. Again, apologies to any of the females that are out there listening. You can listen to us at ESPN Austin 1027. You can give us a call, 512-834-1027. Before we get going, yes. I want to, I just want to, I, I know I, I just a said drum this. Roll. I, I, yeah, no, it's cool. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to my awesome softball team, uh, my Sunday league. We won the championship game last night, and I wanted to shout out my Bat Intentions friends. I did not pick that name. But yeah, we're excited. That's the name of the team, Bat Intentions. Bat Intentions. Not bad. Yeah, we. Uh, I, I didn't pick it, but <laughs> we we have been chasing a championship for two years now. We've pretty much been the runner up or maybe third for the last two years. And in two years, you play like that's like eight. That's like six or seven seasons worth. And we finally won last night. So shout out to Austin. So you go out after that, and have some beers, Reckley. celebrate. Yeah, they give you they they gave us a a, a, di- a a gift card to Little Woodrow's and nice and and they partied. I didn't so take, but if you start feeling like you have head cramps from all the drinking, there's some medicine in the cabinet. That's okay. I I'm the sober one of the group, so it's cool. Oh, it's cool. Okay. It's cool. Well, there you go. Well, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm sitting it's been with fun. a champion. Softball is fun, especially the uh, Austin. 
sports and I don't know. I don't know how to say <laughs> it. We they gave us cool they gave us cool t shirts. Oh there so, you go. We were the purple t-shirts. team if if anyone's listening and we played y'all last night. T shirts and you win, you get a little wood roast. Not a bad, bad thing yeah, at all. And a cool banner that says, Hey, you won, yay. Maybe Coach Sark <laughs> took the UT team out to Little Wood Rose after the victory. I hope victory. he took them to Pizza Hut. What is there, Manhattan, Kansas? I know Beto's got a favorite place to go there, There's but I can't remember what it's Hutt called. Manhattan, Kansas. Probably. But if you watched the game, were you a little nervous? A 21-point lead at halftime. Bijan was a stud mm-hmm. in the first half. First half. 21-point lead. What could go? Oh, wait. Wait. How many people had upset stomachs that last drive before that strip fumble? Man, you can't blame them. But at the same time, why are they just trying to coast through the second half when you have a a, a, a big lead like that? Now this is put too- your foot on the gas, man. You say you're all gas, no brakes. You kind of are slowly breaking towards the till the fourth quarter there. Yeah, and, and again, for those who may have not have been caught up to that, Texas rushed out. They had a thirty-one to ten lead at halftime. They managed to score a total of three points in the entire second half. However, that was good enough to hold off the late charge of the previously 13th ranked Kansas State Wild Kansas Kansas State Wildcats. Yes, and and honestly, I, I kind of take this this kind of uh, second half performance with a grain of salt because you're talking about a top 15 team. You're playing at home. Yeah. They are going. You are not going to hold them to 10 points the entire game. No, you may have. You know, giving them a little bit back in the second half, but regardless, you won against a really good opponent on the road. Regardless of them making a comeback, which I think for a team like this, you should expect that. And again, I think this is more of a concerning on my end is that why are we scoring so many points in the first half and then seemingly cannot do anything right yeah. in the second half? I just think that's that's Kansas adjusting better to the Longhorns than the Longhorn. Ad- Longhorns adjusting to Kansas State. But again, this isn't the first game. I mean, this is two last two games have been like this. Unfortunately, they didn't win the last one. But now, here they sit four and two atop in second place, tied with mm-hmm. Baylor and also with Kansas State. Mm-hmm. Second place in the Big 12. Of course, TCU, big matchup this week. That's going to be fun. Game day coming yeah. back, too. Game day is coming day back. We'll I be back. That. Yeah. The story that gave me for the second time in one season. That's crazy. They How many are times going to be back. Happen? And yeah, it's the first time it's been long, long time since they've been here twice. And of course, they're going to have the same setup. They're going to be located in the same location. Game time, 6.30. So I'm looking forward to it. Oh, mm. oh, sorry. I thought you were saying game day was it. Oh, yeah. You no. want to get there by like 3.30 yeah. oh, yeah. a.m. If you want to have one of those signs that you can hang up and people can see it, yeah. you're going to want to get there very, very early. But it was announced on Sunday it marks the first time the renowned pregame show will have a Longhorn home game as the featured backdrop twice in the same season and ninth time total that they've been here in Austin. You want to hear a fun Washington connection to sure. game day? It's actually Washington State, but I don't know if you ever noticed this, but every game day there's always at least one or two Washington State Cougar flags always flying in the background. And I saw that. that has been the longest running tradition in game day history yeah, at this point now. Actually got them at a game day because that it was did, the, yeah. yeah, they got the they were Which the, they should have gotten regardless because they were a good team at that point. But yeah. still really cool tradition. So now people watching, if you see that that red or gray cougar flag floating, you know what it's for. That's tradition, baby. Speaking of Coach Sarkeesian and the game in itself, of course we had a chance and he's gonna be doing his press conference a little bit later on. It might be going on right now. I'm sure if you listen to Sports Talk with Ed and Beto later they are going to have maybe. a lot of that. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you've got a busy afternoon getting that. But we do have his reaction after the game itself. And why don't we just start with he was asked about his reaction just entirely to the win. I think, one, I'm really proud of our football team. 
you know, that was a good team we just beat tonight in a pretty hostile environment. So they prepared really well, they practiced really well, and then ultimately I think they performed you know, pretty well tonight. Uh, obviously we felt like we had to come in the game and run the ball well. We, we had to try to control the game that way. These guys were a turnover machine on defense. They lead our conference in interceptions. So to come in and run the ball the way that we did with the success that we had, I think that was, that was really impactful in the game. It's unfortunate the couple turnovers that we did have on Roshan's long run and then on Xavier's you know, third down conversion, the ball getting knocked out or maybe it goes a little different direction. But that's football. So you got to continue to fight. You got to show resiliency. I thought a huge moment in the game was on in the second quarter when we got the red zone stop. I thought that changed some momentum in the game. And then ultimately, you know, our kickoff coverage, our special teams unit, I thought it had a fantastic game. And then to finally make a play, you know, the ball had been out three times previously to that last fumble recovery where we just didn't get it. You know, it's kind of like, man, sooner or later, you know, the ball's going to bounce our way. And, uh, you know, great sack by Coburn and, and nice recovery by Jalen Ford. So all in all, it's a really cool win for us in a tough environment, but we've got more to do. You know, we knew this month in November was going to be a big month for us. We've got a great opponent coming in next week. Looking forward to seeing all of our fans at DKR next Saturday night. Should be a great environment. Yeah, I hook mean, him. hook him. Absolutely right, and he is good to mention there the fact that you know they they lost a couple of fumbles. And don't forget, mm-hmm. they failed to convert on a fourth down as well. So and they survived all that against they a did. top fifteen ranked team. They did. I mean, second half though, just it just doesn't make sense about they just can go from like you said, all gas, no brakes to yeah. mostly brakes and maybe a sputter of gas. I I don't know if if you can look if you should or could look at this one differently because you're talking about. This is a much better team that they did this against comparative to the ones that they actually lost against maybe so-so opponents. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I Man, I don't know. Because, yeah, like you said, it seems like it happens every week, but they survived this one, so I feel like we shouldn't count this. I know they made a comeback, but they didn't. They didn't, you know, score when they needed to to win the game, and and Longhorns won. So I don't know. I'm just trying to look at this glass half full. I, I guess. get it, I, and I'm trying to be there too. I don't want to be the devil's advocate about this, but it is sure. something that's a little bit concerning. In fact, coach was asked about the sec- not just getting a road victory, but this time not giving up a double lead, double digit lead in the second half. You know, it's not like we just have our head in the sand and we're not aware that that we've got work to do. And first of all, we need to play better than we played in the second half tonight. You know, for whatever reason. You know, and I've got to keep digging. You know, we didn't have any false starts in the first half. We come out in the second half, and every series in the third quarter, I think we had a false start somewhere in there where, hey, it's, now you're playing first and 15. You're, you know, you're playing second 15 football. That, that's hard to do. So our execution's got to improve. But in the end, I thought the drive, when, when they cut it to a one-score game, for us to get the ball back down there and get the field goal to put it back to a two-score game, I thought was was really critical, and it allowed our defense to stay aggressive, which I thought PK called a really you know aggressive style there at the end, and we kept trying to rush the passer to get the turnover. So I know for a lot of for a lot of us, man, it's a great feeling that we were able to do this because we're going to have to continue to do this, go on the road and win and play good football in tough environments against good teams. So that that part's a real positive, but we can play better than we played, and that's that's the beauty of it all. I mean, again, he's saying all the right yeah, things. He can say anything he wants, but it just, whatever, you know, it's whatever they put on the field. 
however they do it on, on the field. And, you know, they did a fairly good job of containing Deuce Vaughn. He did have 73 rushing yards. He did have 86 yards of receiving with a touchdown. So That's okay. You didn't keep him in check-check, but they didn't they let him down. either. Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, he's usually good for two touchdowns. I, if if you would have said that before the game, that he that was his impact, I think anybody would take that. And I've got a whole sheet here. Well, not a whole, but I mean a good sheet of a, a bunch of questions that were asked of Coach Sark. And here's one that I really want to hear the answer to because this is something I think is is interesting because it's about it's about his quarterback Quinn Ewers and the connection that he's making with his wide receivers, not just in practice but specifically how's their connection to each other during the game? Oh, I thought they were great. Uh, they really were. You know, we're going to continue to take our shots, and you know, we missed a couple. That's okay. But we, if we're going to run the ball like that, you got to be able to play action pass and take your shots, and that was fine. But I think what Xavier's doing, I, I feel bad. Sometimes we don't probably give it enough credit. This guy's in 21 games, he has 21 touchdown catches, which is absolutely crazy to think a guy in two years is doing that at the wide receiver position. But I think that connection with those two guys was on point. As I said, it was unfortunate X had the fumble on the one third down, but uh, you know, I, I thought Quinn rebounded well. This is a tough environment. The conditions were not ideal. There was, it was definitely windy. It was cool. So I think definitely something to build upon. I'm going to tell you something that I heard just this morning in talking to some of the people around the station about Quinn Ewers, mm-hmm. and it's it really kind of struck me as identifiable because it's what I've been kind of saying about Justin Fields this entire season is that I'm tired of them saying when he throws the ball, he's lobbing the ball. And somebody, I didn't even mention that, and somebody in the radio station mentioned that they're tired of seeing Quinn lob the ball. It seems like he's a little hesitant to, like, rifle that in. Mm-hmm. I mean... Maybe. I mean, but maybe he thinks the touch pass might be a little bit better at this point. Again, it's just what's the difference between the first and second half? Is it, That's where I think that connection with the wide receivers has to continue. Sure, sure. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I haven't really noticed that. I, um, I hadn't either. I but, know he, he's got great arm strength. I mm-hmm. mean, he can throw a tight spiral. I've seen it. The I, Most of the broadcasters usually mention it at least once a game, how, how good he can throw the football. So, um, I, you know, that's... I, that's just on him, and 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 you know, in that moment, that's what he decided to do. I, you, you can't argue against him because he, most of the time, he's been playing pretty dang well, minus yeah. a few, a couple games where he's, you know, he's been pretty average at best. But more often than not, you know, for such a young player, he's playing really well, and he's keeping. He, I mean, he's already got this this team bowl eligible, and technically his first real season as a quarterback, right? So Exactly. you got to remember. You know, he's going to learn on the fly. You're just going to have to deal with how he figures it all out, and eventually he is going to figure it all out and be night and day different to how he is this year. But you're just going to have to take the good with the bad with this guy. Again, this he's only nine games into exactly. I didn't even count that one game he played for Ohio State because he didn't throw a pass. No, he didn't. So and he's it was nine games into his college career. I would take this. Honestly, I would. More upside than them than down. You're Absolutely. already at a better win advantage than you were last year. You already have one more win than you had all of last season with a completely different team. Or actually, not Agreed. really. Just, I you mean, know, a couple defensive guys and Quinn Ewers. Pretty much. So, I, again, you just, you're just going to have to take with good with the bad with this guy for at this point. You and, know, and, and if you're he still stays winning. at least a couple. Exactly. If he stays a couple more seasons, he's going to look you know, a completely different than how he is right now. So we'll be back in a couple of moments. By the way, when we do come back, we'll still keep talking about UT because as we mentioned, they're now bowl eligible. But is that good enough for Coach Sark? This is a Monday version of the Bullpen. Thanks for joining us. 1027 ESPN Austin. This is the Bullpen on 1027 ESPN with Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins.
Opinions are welcome at 512-834-1027. Oh, yeah. Welcome. It is Monday. This is the bullpen. I'm Johnny Reed. That is Brandon Elkins. Hello. Patrick will be back champion. tomorrow. Ch- I'm sorry. Champion. Thank Softball you. champion <laughs> Brandon Elkins over yes. there. Shout out Bat Intentions. What up? What I know some of them may be listening. What position you play? Man, they stick me in left field. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a black hole out there, let me tell you. Ooh, look at that. Balls Call himself the black hole. He's got everything out there. Occasionally I'll play first base, but I'm a little short to play first base. But I like playing first well, base. Well, there you go. Some breaking news. It's been a little over an hour and a half now since this first came out, but we weren't on the air, so we couldn't talk about it. Breaking news now. And that is the Colts. The Colts? Wow. No, the Colts. The Colts. I spend way too much time on the internet. <laughs> The Colts have parted away with head coach Frank Wright. I guess uh, the quarterback whisper is whisper is run out of breath. Are we sure he's and, a quarterback whisper? No, I've been saying that. My I mean, God. I mean, you had one, and you just keep getting called that. Uh, you got to love Jim Ursay. He's so matter of fact about everything. Yeah, he is. Here was here was the tweet from Jim Ursay. We have parted ways with head coach Frank Wright. Not, I mean, thank you for your service. Not, you I'm know. sure. I you would think he got all that in the private sector. In the Maybe. private conversation of Maybe. being fired. I Maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, and their replacement is something that, else. That's the other part. Yep. Is almost more shocking than them letting him go. Very shocking. The interim coach is former six-time Pro Bowl center Jeff Saturday. And current what? ESPN analyst. Thank you. Our, well, was our coworker. Now he's not. Because right? he's, you know, he took a job, so... But you mentioned they have two other guys right there. John Fox and Gus Bradley are literally in on your coaching staff. They both have more head coach experience combined than Jeff Saturday does games played, I feel like. I know Jeff I know he played for a long time. He did play. He was a great center for the yes, Colts. He was. Played with Peyton Hall Manning, won a championship, Hall of Famer, hundred yep. percent. But what are you doing? That name blew me out. I just could not believe when I heard that I was like, Are you kidding? Did I just hear that? I'm like, why is, is Peyton coming back to quarterback? Because that he, like you said, he was an ESPN analyst. And That's like saying Richard Sherman is a Thursday night football analyst, but let's put, give get him in as our interim head coach. Right, right. It's just, I don't know. Like, how is there's no difference to that? Surprising, but we'll see what happens. And again, we'll get back to UT here in just a second. But just to follow up on this is that not only just that they let Frank go, game two with Sam Ellinger ugh, didn't uh, didn't look great. He but again, looks awful. Well, right but now. you know, it might just be the system. The team is Let's awful. see if we yeah. get somebody new and shake it up a little bit and see what happens. The, this this uh this offense is not built around Sam Ellinger's strengths, which is no. running. Right. Then running very fast. You saw what Justin Fields could do. Yes. Ellinger is not much slower than Justin Fields. He is a fast runner. And he, he, I mean, right now he looks like a wobbling penguin out there. Yeah, I mean, it's, trying it's, to run it's, around. It's more the team than I think it is him. At yeah, this point, I don't think he had a completion until like the third quarter. It was yesterday. Mm, it was it was slight. It, it took was a like, while. Yeah, at it least. was a while. It was a while. But yeah, I feel sad for you know. He'll, I'm sure he'll again. That's only a second start. We'll see what happens. Coaching changes. But I don't it know. took that was two just a starts to for him, for the, their head coach to get taken out. True. I mean. I don't know. It'll what be interesting we, to see. What do we expect Jeff Saturday is going to come in and do? This has got to be like to a, just put butts in the seats to see I was, I was that you're saying, at a is game. Is this a PR thing? Like he's interim. Be. He's interim while they look for another coach? Because I, I saw also that the Rooney rule does not apply for interim head coaches. Ah. Only when you're talking about the head coach. So if, you're an, if you get the interim tag, that rule does not apply. Hmm. Okay. Which I don't understand that either because you're still... Searching technically, searching for interviewing for a head coach. Right. 
I get it. I mean, it's, Man, I, like I said, I think this about, might just be a PR kind of thing for now until they figure out who actually will be their head coach. Or maybe there's something we don't know about Jeff Saturday. But the reason we don't is because he's never coached. Yeah. I mean, he's literally went from being retired to... He gets paid analyst. to judge these teams. Now he has to game plan against them. Are I you kidding me? Said maybe he's maybe he's got something we don't see, but maybe. we'll wait and see yeah. what, what's going to come from Jeff Saturday. We'll get back now to UT. Bless also Sam Ellinger. Hopefully he survives this year and makes it out alive. I hope so. I really he do. got knocked around yesterday. Yes, he too. did. He won't survive if he's going to keep getting hit like no. that. We'll talk some more NFL coming up a little bit later on. Getting back to UT again. Coming off their victory over Kansas State 34-27 in Manhattan, Kansas where they stormed out to a big first-half lead and then watched it almost go away, but did hold on to win this one. Now they sit at 6-3 and three overall, 4-2 and two in the conference, and Coach Sark was asked about being bowl eligible, which now every win they get gets them a nicer, sweeter bowl and a sure bigger does. paycheck. You'd think. And also the fact that now they also still have a shot at the Big 12 championship. So here's Coach's thoughts. I think the bowl eligibility thing, it, it, it's, it's great. I'm, I'm really happy for our seniors because they didn't have that opportunity a year ago. Um, so to solidify that, that, that's awesome. That's something that we didn't do a year ago, um, so that's great. But like I told the guys, we're not done. You know, We've got more work to do. We've got a great opportunity ahead of us in this entire month of November. As I told you guys, man, it's you know what you do in November is what, what everybody remembers. And so we've got an opportunity to do something special, and I don't think we're done yet. You know, I think our team's hungry. I think that they, they know what's in front of them. They recognize it's, uh, it's one game at a time. And as I told them on Monday, I'm asking for 30 days of focus. You know, we need 30 straight days in November of, of ideal focus as we go through this month of dialing into the opponent, putting in a great week of preparation, and then, and then performing. And tonight was a great start to go do that. And now I think they recognize, hey, we got another one next week, and so we've got to prepare to go, to go tackle that task next. And oh, do they That's have an a understatement? Big one. I yes, know exactly <laughs> a big one this week against number four, number four TCU. Which, TCU. by the way, ACA rank, the AP rankings came out. We'll go over those in just a couple of seconds. But TCU, I mean, they're nine and zero overall, six and zero in the conference, and they look good. They're storming into Austin mm-hmm. on this week, and we're going to have a six thirty kickoff. Oh man, I mean, I liked what I saw. There's one key factor to this whole thing, okay. and it's a name. Do you know who I'm thinking of? Matthew McConaughey. Gary Patterson. Ah. Former okay. head coach of what? The TCU Horned Frogs. Hmm. Re- as of recently as last season, he knows these players. He does. That's true. That's and true. And they're, com- they're, they're coming here, correct? Yeah, it's here in Austin. They're coming to Austin. Be DKR Royal Stadium. So that's already a great advantage for UT. And I know Sonny Dykes knows that, and he'll probably, hopefully, come up with some crazy ass game plan. To confuse everyone, but this is going to be interesting. This could be really close. This could actually be I closer than be. the Kansas State no, game. I think it will because remember, or we Alabama. About, like I said we talked about this last week. Remember, if we said if they got past uh, Kansas State, which they have, mm-hmm. they don't have to look at the, this upcoming game as a big as the, because they've already played. Well, now they're the number ten in the country, but at that time, the number one team, Alabama, right. coming off their, you know. They didn't win the championship, so this was their, their rebuild. rebuild year. But still, they had <laughs> to play the number it. one the second week, so they were still rusty. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, Quinn got hurt in that game. Still almost won it. So I don't think they should be as nervous with TCU coming to town because they've had those nerves. Mm-hmm. And I think now they know how to, to deal with this. They're more of a cohesive team now. So I think they are going to do very well against TCU. I do think it's going to be a good close game. I think it's going to be a, a, a mind game 
the whole time. Both coaches are just going to be trying to figure out the best way to confuse them because, like I said, Sonny Dykes is going to know Gary Patterson is going to have a huge part of this game plan this week. And so he's got to try and come up with pretty much probably all brand new schemes or at least to mask them and hide them. And that could also confuse the TCU players. It very well could. I mean, so I'm just trying to think of, you know, the sort of mind game advantage here because that's a big deal when we're talking football. It's a huge deal. And that was what actually was I going to get to is I think this week Texas just needs to, to practice hard. Keep their noses clean and don't give TCU any bulletin board material. Exactly. Don't say anything like, you know, oh, this is going to be it. We're going to crush them. Don't give them any reason to get more fired up than they might be coming in here because you need to be just as fired up to take them on. Yeah. And yeah, and I think they will. I mean, they obviously, you know, Coach Sark always says the right things to the media. You know, he's going to say the right thing. You know, he's he's been here before. He knows these how big these types of games are with, you know, his past experience. So he's going to be hopefully, you know, Basically, being the dad to these guys, holding them all together, and just like, yeah, don't yeah. leave, don't leave this circle, don't say, yeah, exactly, don't say, don't give them anything to, you know, make them feel like they need to play a little bit better or, or harder because right. of it. So I agree one hundred percent. And hey, Quinn, if you're thinking about it, just get to the game a little early, find a legal parking space so we don't, don't have to worry drive about your car. to the game. Yeah, get, I'll, doesn't you know need to. I'll give you fifteen dollars to Uber there. You know what? I guarantee you, they'll prob- the team probably has a shuttle. I would think Why so. Why would they not have a shuttle? Why do these kids have to drive to the game? Because you see what they're driving? I know. They're driving <laughs> nicer fair. vehicles that's than we fair. are. So, okay. yeah, that's it. But, yeah, so I, I just think this is going to be a big game. This, I think, will be the biggest game for them. I think this is, in a lot of ways, now that we're already through the season, only three games left, this is bigger than Alabama right now. Everyone had Alabama circled first part of the season, but now this is it. I mean, we're still trying to get there for a Big 12 conference or Big 12 mm-hmm. championship, mm-hmm. a bowl game. But now you've got a team that's coming in undefeated. And, and not only that, they want to stay in the college football playoff rankings. They want to stay within that top four. Good. And so right. they are going to be, you know, they're going to be on their game. So Texas has got to be on their game and then some because this is going to be a brutal, this is going to be a brute force matchup. And I am ready for it. I am This too. better not be an 11 a.m. kickoff or I am going to scream. No, it's 6.30. Okay, thank you. Yeah, And so if you want to come down and hang out with a tailgate, Oh, we just happen to have one for our sister station, KLBJ FM, which you can catch me on. Shout them out. Every Monday through Friday, 7 to midnight. Shameless plug, baby. But it is a shameless plug, but every week, every time they're home, we party, we tailgate three hours before every tailgate. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be there from 3.30 to 6.30, 18th in Colorado. We're in the parking lot of the Scottish Rite Theater. 21 and up, you get some free beverage tickets. And I'm talking good beverages. Giddy up. I'm talking the official UT beer, Bud Light. That's right. I'm talking Tito's Handmade Vodka. Oh, I'm talking Mike's Hard Lemonade. Oh Actually, it's a Mike's God. Hard Freeze, which is really, wow. really good. Maybe so it'll be, it's hi. supposed to be chilly that day, so that's I perfect. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be really, really like, good. It's supposed to be 60 degrees high. Speaking of rankings, the AP rankings did Wait, come real out. quick. Uh, yeah, one sure. more thing mm-hmm. on that. Uh, so game day will be in town for that game as day well. Will be, yeah. mm-hmm. And also, did I see that Third Eye Blind is playing the Longhorn City Limits? I do believe that's correct. How yes. about that? That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean. That was it. That was all I had. There's a lot going on. Yeah. It's going to be Bebo Boulevard. Go, it's going to yeah, be hopping. Go to, go to 18th in Colorado. Thank you. The Scottish Rite parking lot. We have a lot of fun. Johnny Root will be there we giving ha- you free drink tickets I himself. I will. And if he you will tell pay him, for it. He will do whatever you ask him. And if you wink, wink, and say, I heard you on ESPN Austin, I might give you an extra drink ticket. Or That's a high five, free. whatever you're I'll feeling give you at both. that moment. Maybe, yeah. maybe or a, a hug. A hug. If you're feeling Hugs good. Are nice. As I mentioned, AP Top 25 came out. Big changes because, well, some teams fell over yep. the week. So let's go a quick rundown. We'll go to the quick 10 real first. Of course, Georgia, man. Dominate. Oh, they were dominating. Tennessee looked 
They're the, they got to be the favorite to win it all now. I would think now, 100%. For sure. They're at number one, Ohio State second. Michigan jumps up third. TCU comes in at fourth. Now, these aren't the playoff rankings, right. so we'll have to wait tomorrow or Wednesday when those come out. We'll see what that is. Tennessee dropped to fifth. Oregon's at sixth. LSU jumps into the top ten at seven. USC is eight. And UCLA, nine. Interesting, both California teams are right there. Mm-hmm. And at number ten, Alabama. Woo! Oh, how the mighty have not dropped out of the top ten with two <laughs> losses. I, I mean, mean, I don't get that. For Alabama fans, they're probably pissed, but everyone else is like, whatever, dude. This you, this is normal. And welcome back, Texas Longhorns. They jumped from 24th to 18th in the latest yeah. AP rankings. Guess who replaced them on that 24th spot? <laughs> 20, oh, actually, Washington at 24. Kansas State dropped to 23rd. Wow, that's yeah. a, that's a mighty drop. Yeah, they went. That's from, what I was talking. I was talking about my team, Washington. Yeah, Kansas State went from thirteenth to twenty third. So they took anything. Uh, other ones in here. Notre Dame jumped up to twentieth. Illinois was beaten by Michigan State. They dropped to twenty one. And rounding out twenty fifth is Florida State. So yeah, there's some old ones in there. And but it's funny now. It, now we're at the point where these are basically moot uh, rankings yes. because now everyone just wants to know what the the it's CFP the rankings four. are. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna see when the, when they, when those come out, and I believe it's either late Tuesday or. It's Wednesday, and then we'll find out where we're looking at as far as all of these teams and who are going to be in that four slots. And I think they've got it right. I think the, I think this pool right here is yeah. good for what we saw yeah. over the last weekend. Absolutely. When we come back, hey, Astro fans, hungover still? <laughs> you should be. You shouldn't be because you got a parade to go to today. That's right. Mattress Mac, he is oh a happy God. man. Did wow. you know? Of course, we've always been talking about these seventy-five million. Yeah. Did you know we placed another bet earlier in the season? I think I heard it. No. Uh, yeah, we'll have to get into that. Yeah, we'll get we'll into get that because he's walking away with a bigger lump sum than we thought. Not it only is the that, bullpen. everyone he hooked up at his store now got everything free of charge. Yeah, five thousand more than what they paid for their furniture. So we'll be back to talk that, but more about the actual winners, the yes. World Series champions. Once again, your Houston Astros will talk when we come back. This is the Bullpen on 1027 ESPN with Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. Opinions are welcome at 512-834-1027. If you don't have that number memorized, I'm thinking tattoo is a nice way to do it. 512-834-1027. Yeah. We are ESPN Austin. Thanks I know someone who will do it for you. Oh, really? I know a couple tattoo got- artists, yeah. They're good, too. I guess Very my good. nieces all got together over the weekend as they were in back in Chicago and got matching tattoos, although I don't know what they are, and I don't know if I want to know what they are. This one was, uh, we we did three, or we did uh, uh, Friday the 13th tattoos for ah, my that's right, birthday. Because I didn't realize until I moved to Austin that our tattoo shop's here that you can get free tattoos on the fourth, on the... The only, though, they ain't free anymore. No, no, oh, no. Oh, they're but, not free anymore. Well, okay. some places will do, used to do $20 deals where it was $13 for the tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven for tip. Uh... That was th- that was this one that I have here. This one was twenty, and this one was forty. So oh. it just varies on where you go. Okay, so but there you go. Highly recommend it because they're really good. They're good. So you can do that if you want to remember the phone number, or and just I write it tattoos. down, or just get a pen, and write it down. Five one two eight three four one zero two seven. It's easy. It's our call signs plus eight three two, and you already know five one two. That's right. Whew. Congratulations to the Houston Astros, the World Series champions once again. Yay. In six games, they took out Philadelphia and. They did it in style, Yay. four to one. So happy! And there was a big party. Of course, the parades today is that probably underway pretty soon, if not gotta already. Be, it's yeah. got to be. I would think so. But interestingly enough, I saw this headline. Like, I don't mean to poke fun at Philadelphia. I've never really <laughs> spent any time there, but they kind of get a bad rap it's when cool it comes city. to uh, World Series. Philadelphia becomes the first city ever to lose two championships in one day. That's because the Phillies lost on the same day that the MLS Cup was lost. 
<laughs> Philadelphia lost to to uh, Los Angeles Football Club, who, sure. who beat Austin FC. So, however, two championships in the same day. However, they should still be happy with being there. Absolutely, and being in the cha- two teams in a championship game right. at, at one time is a cool feat on its own. So, at least you know, have. Good thoughts. That Positive means you have two teams that, that are very competitive. Exactly, and very good. They got all the way to the final final games. It's hard to win baseball games, and they almost won 90 games and still made it to the World Series. That is a mark of a good team. But it was a good night for Dusty Baker. Of course, Justin got his victory the night before. Mm-hmm. And we got some cuts from Dusty, and he was asked about his emotions. Finally getting the... We talked about Justin getting that off his back and getting his win... Dusty was asked how it finally feels to be a World Series manager. I'm feeling great. I, I feel these guys are the greatest guys. You know, they always believe. They always. This is for my mom and my dad. My mom that passed in January, and uh, and my brother and all, all my boys, all my boys here. God dang it! Oh, it's a wonderful thing. I just knew it was going to happen. Sooner or later, you stick around long enough and you got good teams, going to happen sooner or later. You know what I mean? And this is, I, I said if I win one, I want to win two. So we might as well go for two. <laughs> there you go. Why I, stop at two? I hate that Dusty Baker is on the Astros team because I've always been such a huge fan of Dusty. Well, and see, and I, I do of, not like the Astros. I, I've made that very clear. but I'm not on the Dusty train because, simply enough, he had great players for a while when he was in Chicago with the Cubs and he never got them to the World Series, but that's a whole side note. Mm-hmm. I am glad he won one because he's been a manager for a long time. And he won, now and he's, he's a enough. player and coach yes. manager winner because he true. won one with the Dodges. Justin Verlander was talked about. By the way, did you see the, uh, the celebration afterwards? No. Justin's wife, Kate Upton. Mm. Spent a lot of time with Dusty. Like those two were like chatty, nice. chatty. Cool. I would. Yeah, because, I'd be talking to her Dusty too. Dusty seems like just the, the coolest yeah. guy in the world who probably has a million great stories. I would love to spend some time with Dusty. Baker. First question, Dusty, what's up with the gloves? Seriously, right? I'd really like to know, know that, that though. But Justin, no was asked, offense, just curious. Justin was asked what it meant to win the World Series with Dusty as his manager. A great feeling, you know it. To, to have him, you know, he's a Hall of Fame manager, a great person, more importantly, and, uh, you know, to be able to be the team that was able to pull it off for him, and, I mean, just, I know how much it means to him, and it means just as much to us, and, uh, couldn't be happier for him, couldn't be happy for us, couldn't be happy for the city, I mean, what, a, what, a, what, a, what, a, what a storybook season. I have no control over the background music <laughs> overpowering Justin Verlander. Obviously, I didn't know the what field. they were saying. So oh, was, hopefully, oh. hopefully, we, well, I know it, sure, it was very clean. It was in Spanish, but I, I don't. I, oh yeah, then that could have been anything. Yeah, I don't know what they were saying. Let's get one more cut in from Justin because again, uh, kind of feel good story, not just for Dusty, but asked for Justin as well. He was asked about the path he's taken since his surgery to get there, and of course, Cy Young man. I mean, he's yeah, he's going he's to a, win the Cy he, Young. Will he get to three hundred? That's the big question. He's still got what forty more to go or something like he that. Seems like he's, he's down he keeps to keep going. Like he's doing so. We'll yeah. see. But Justin was asked about his path since he had his surgery. and have written out exactly what I would have wished would happen, you know, through my rehab and my first season back from Tommy John. I don't know if I would have changed a thing from the story that actually played out. Um, just an amazing ride, an amazing feeling, uh, and I've just been trying to be present and enjoying it the entire time, and uh, now it's time to celebrate it. It is time to celebrate. Mm-hmm. You should. And you know who else is celebrating? Mattress Mac. That's right. 
If you haven't been following the story, of course, Patrick Mack, you've known the story a long, long time. He's always made great, he's been great to the city of Houston. Very. During times of strife, like the hurricane, he's invited people into his stores he's to stay hero. and he's sleep. He's a hero. Mm-hmm. And he's a, he's a very wealthy man, and he's known for making these lavish bets. Well, we knew that he had gone out and made this $10 million bet, and that's when the Astros were 7.5 to, to 1. Wow. And so we knew he was going to win the 75 mil. And we also knew that the people that bought $5,000 worth of furniture for him were now going to get an extra $5,000. Or more. Or more. I, it didn't even have, it could be like $100, too. Yeah. So It was anything. It was up to, and so yeah, any of those yeah. denominations. So he walks out, he's got 75 mil in his pocket. Oh, no, wait. <laughs> During the season when the Astros were 10 to 1, he threw down. No. He threw down. A mil? Three mil. Whoa. So Mattress Mag is leaving with $105 million. <laughs> That's right. He drops down 11 when it was World Series wow. time. During the middle of the season, he dropped down $3 million when they were 10 to 1. So he's going to be walking away with seven. Now, of course, Uncle Sam's going to stick his big hand in a lot of that, too. But That's and, okay. And he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Yes. And a lot of that will go back to the city as well. So I'm, I'm really happy for that. And it's always yeah. just a fun little story. Because he just took a big loss, too. Because yeah. of giving away all that furniture that right. that is like basically free now, yeah, and that's the thing is we'll have to find out what that's going to be. Everybody like, is going to get reimbursed. I'm sure he's got a smile on his face right now. Definitely, I'm thinking we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, it wasn't just UT football we're going to talk about. UT basketball tonight, the oh, first yeah. ever basketball game in the brand new Moody Center. UT El Paso coming to town. UT, it's the bullpen. The mighty miners give us. I don't know. Two minutes, we'll be back. Might be longer. Maybe. We'll see. This is the Bullpen on 1027 ESPN with Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. Opinions are welcome at 512-834-1027. Wow, it's just been flying by today. The Bullpen. Certainly enjoyed having you uh, with the time that I was able to have with you. I've had a good, good time. I got to say, this has been like the highlight of my day because when you're moving and you're on vacation, it's never a fun thing. But being able to come in and hang out and talk sports is always a good time. And anytime you'd like, I'd come back and do it all again. I will have you back here whenever, whenever it is able and allowed. Next vacation I take, I'll actually go to Chicago. That's a good idea. Family gets a little upset when that doesn't happen. UT basketball back in town. It is the first game in the newly constructed Moody Center. Have you been there for a concert, Dad? I've been there a couple times it's now for a concert. Venue. It is beautiful. That's the only thing I've been there for so far is contests. Yeah. So I'm not sure, or concerts, so I'm not sure. But it was built for basketball. Mm-hmm. Keep I've that seen in mind. the setup. It, it, looks, uh, it just looks phenomenal. I think it's going to be it's outstanding, beautiful. and I'm looking forward to it. UT El Paso is coming to town today. A team that's looked pretty good in the preseason. Mm-hmm. So, Coach Beard. All right, it's opening night. What distractions might be out there? You never know. Yeah. Are they taking UT, UTEP a little bit too light? Coach Beard, he doesn't think so. You know, I think uh, there's no denying that it's not your normal night. It's definitely got an asterisk next to it. I know every place I've ever coached or every place I've ever uh, gone into, there's always kind of that picture of the first game ever in the arena. And so um, I don't think there's no denying that, you know, it's it's a, it's not a, it's not a normal game. It's a, it's a historical night. So... I think, number one, you embrace that. You know, it's a lot like playing in the NCAA tournament. You don't tell your team in the NCAA tournament, hey, here we go, it's the, the next game. I mean, you you explain to the team, this is different. So this is different. We've done a good job. I, I feel like telling our players how big this opportunity is. There's going to be a lot of, you know, stuff around the game. I think it's really important for us to focus in and play the 40-minute game. 
Um, with the game in hand, yeah, we'll, we'll have to play well opening night. We're going to have young guys on the court. We're going to have new guys on the court. So a lot of things going against us in this game. We just got to make sure that we focus and take advantage of all the things that are going for us. Yeah, it's a big night because not only is you, Texas basketball is a little disappointing last year. I mean, they did make it to the NCAA. They won the first round. But they they were out bigger expectations, I think, yes. earlier in the year. Now, again, and they say this with all coaches, he didn't have all his guys mm-hmm. in place. This year he's got all his guys in place. So we'll see. And we're going to talk a little bit about the chemistry on the team coming up in just a second. But first, we did talk about the brand-new Moody Center. So we want to know what the coaches thought was about, well, playing in a brand-new stadium that's built just for you. Yeah, I definitely haven't heard any dislikes. Um, you know, there's some challenges with, you know, things like the parking and things like that. But, you know, you're living in Austin. You're living in the capital city and urban areas. So there's some challenges, but definitely not any negatives. Just trying to learn how to new routine. You know, we'd, we'd have much rather made this move kind of in the off season, but to make it kind of right before the season starts, that's been a challenge. But, look, it's all been positive. The, the players love the new facility, also the new practice facility. Everything's been great, period. I think just tomorrow, again, just the challenges of the game. You know, we got to make sure that we focus on the 40-minute game, not all the things around the game. In terms of the positives, I mean, it's just I think we're all excited to to have the student section more connected. I think we're all excited to have the arena in a place where the students can walk from West Campus and not have to cross MLK and all that. It's always a challenge with the Irwin Center. So lots of positives, no doubt. No doubt. I, agreed. And you're right. He, he's correct, if, if you think about it. I mean, one of the issues, but it's not necessarily for him, but if parking, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of, of people do down there. have to cross I-35. Yes, there's a lot of people. and But the kids don't. I could give you my tip, because I go down for concerts all the time with KLBJ FM. Mm-hmm. San Jacinto 17th or 18th Street, I think it is. There's a place, 10 bucks. Then you take a pedicab, you're good. I know free places to park. I know there's an app, but I don't remember what that app's called. I don't want to give that away either because I want free spots. I, I will tell you off air, and if anyone that. ever wants to know, Deal. you're just going to have to find me. Deal champion. <laughs> that's right. Speaking yeah, of, that's right. <laughs> now we talked about this being the year that, he, that Coach Beard has the guys he's wanted on there. So the guys that are his officially now, how's the chemistry that's going on between? Because you can have as many guys as you want. They can have all the talent in the world. How's their chemistry? So the coach was asked that. You know, our team's a work in progress. I think, it, you know, during the 40-minute game against Arkansas, I think there was a lot of positives, but we're not a finished product whatsoever. I think every team has to continue to gel as the season goes on, even returning teams, a team that returns every player, every season's different. I think kind of the way we do it is we just try to be very transparent. You know, our current players help us in recruiting. We listen more than we talk. You know, we make sure that we, we're, we're not only putting a team together that has great talent, but also pieces that fit. The objective isn't to just go out and get the best pieces. It's to get the pieces that fit. And I know no other way to describe it than the old coaching cliche, putting a puzzle together. It really is like that. So I agree with you. I think this year's team's got a real chance. Uh, There's some real positives in our closed-door scrimmage and our exhibition. But we'll see how it goes when these lights come on. I hope so. I hope so, too. I'm ready to see this team go a lot further. I think this should be at least the Sweet 16 team. I think everything's on the table for it. Yep, And absolutely. we just set the table for you. If you're going down to the game tonight, enjoy. Make sure you listen to Sports Talk with Ed and Beto and... Four to six. Yourself. Occasionally. Occasionally I'm on there. It's mainly Join them, them Four to six is a great time for that. And they'll get you all everything you need to know of UT football, UT basketball coming up. Johnny Rude, thank Th- you so much again for, for hanging out with us Brandon, this, this thank week you very so. much to everybody out there. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for listening to the bullpen. See ya. Patrick's back tomorrow. Tomorrow.